1: On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we are talking about ch-ch-ch-ch-changes.
0: Turn and face <laughs> the straight ch-ch-changes.
1: Yes, and we're going to do it all in the form of a musical. No, we're not. No. Sadly, <laughs> we're not. I know, right? It would be awesome. <laughs> I know. I'm Emily. <laughs> I'm Jace. And on this episode, we are talking about change in relationships and life changes. And uh, we're going to go over... A lot of different scenarios that can be stressful changes in your life and in your relationships. Some, even good changes, can be stressful at the same time. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about some tips on how to make change a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, unfortunately, Dedeker is on a plane as we record. Right. I mean, not unfortunately. Nice for her, but... I mean,
1: nice for her, but it's unfortunate that she's not here with us. Yes. Yes. And
0: <laughs> that we are missing her
1: so much. So, so much. Safe travels, Dedeker. And we only have two-part harmony in our musical. Exactly. Instead of three-part harmony. Exactly. Which we could have had what if she was here. I know. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so, Emily, talk to me about change. Um, what's... What, what, what are we talking about here like what what what's bringing this up
0: um that's a good question i mean i think you and i have both like been through a lot of change in the last couple years my goodness mm-hmm. a huge yeah. amount like from you know the two of us separating and like well initially even before that like turning to polyamory and being polyamorous to begin with like that's a huge change,
1: sure, yeah, even even before that, so yeah, yeah maybe over the last four years has been, yeah. been a lot of change, yeah you're right, yeah, um, right, sure, changing from being monogamous to being mm-hmm. polyamorous, um, yeah, and then with us. No longer being in a romantic relationship. That was a big change. And then we've also had changes in our other relationships and in our jobs and, you know, families, like all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, And I think that's pretty common. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's that's sort of the universal thing here is that change is universal. Change is, you know, life is change. Um, That, you know, the only thing that's constant in life is change. Yes. Uh, And so that's why this is an important. Topic to talk about, because it does happen all the time, yeah, um,
0: life is ever changing
1: so let's let's go over some kind of examples and maybe share some of our experiences or or you know ways that these can affect your life and your relationships.
0: yeah, um so the first one is going to be the loss of a job or even acquiring a job. Right, multiple in my case.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, sure, of having like five jobs. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I currently have four jobs, um, three regular restaurant jobs, and this all like kind of happened since I think uh, November of this year. Mm -hmm. And or of last year. And so, yeah, I mean, that has changed (laughs) my life hugely just because of the lack of time that I have at any at any given point.
1: Sure. Right. So like when you when you look online for stuff about dealing with change in Mm -hmm. your life, a lot of times it's either about change that you're doing intentionally, like trying to change a habit or change your lifestyle, or it's about dealing with some sort of negative change. Right. Like dealing with a breakup or a divorce or a death. Um, And, you know, one of the things we wanted to point out is that when it comes to stressful change, it can also be positive things. It Mm -hmm. could also be acquiring a job uh, because it's going to change what your routine is like. It's going to change how much free time you have. And so if we're thinking about this from the point of view of dating or having relationships or having multiple relationships, which can be a lot more demanding of your time, um, acquiring a new job could be really exciting, but also all of a sudden that other partner who only works evenings, and now you work daytimes, yeah. that's going to be a lot more challenging for you to see each other. For sure. Uh, yeah, that these are all <laughs> big changes. Uh, I mean, another one is the example of moving, moving to a new city or even a new country. And I don't mean moving separately, we'll get to that later, Yeah, uh, but moving together. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, t- let's see, twice now have moved with a partner. Hmm. Um, this is back when I was monogamous, um, but I moved to well moved short term to Russia with a partner and then moved from there to Seattle with a partner. Yeah. uh, That same partner. Uh, And then years later moved to Los Angeles with a partner. Yeah. Um, And yeah, like those things are huge stressors on your relationship. Because you're in a new place, you don't have the same uh, you know, you don't have the same routines, you don't have the same friends, like you're reestablishing all of that. And it can be uh, you know, as I Experienced very stressful
0: Slash, on yeah, that
1: relationship. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Like causing it to end potentially.
1: Right. It can. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it can. It doesn't have to, but, um, I know, yeah. And that thing that you looked up, you said moving or, or changing cities can be just a, yeah. One of the most stressful things on a relationship or on a person period.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That it's up there in terms of the amount of stress that that can cause yeah. uh, in your life. Yeah. Um, I mean, another one that we have here is, is a death, um, Mm -hmm. which, like I said, when you look up, you know, ways to cope with change or cope with stressful situations, like this is one of the number one things that will come up is about coping with a death um, or the loss of somebody. Uh, And yeah. And the thing too is in relationships, this could be, uh, you know, your partner losing someone as well. Yeah. Um, And then to complicate it even further, it could be that you have multiple partners And one of them has a death in the family Mm -hmm. and that can then trickle down and become maybe a source of stress in another relationship of yours. Yeah, for sure. Or, you know, maybe one of your partners has another partner who has something like that happen in their family and it might make them have less time for you or they might be more emotionally drained by dealing with that. Exactly. That they don't have the same emotional patience that you're used to them having for you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, things like that. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, but then like the one that we want to talk about a few of these, though, that are a little more specific to to polyamory,
0: polyamory or at mm-hmm. least
1: to, to dating in general. Uh, and the first of these is one that, as you who listen to the show know that I'm very familiar with, mm-hmm. is changing from a close proximity relationship, meaning you live in the same city Mm -hmm. to a long distance relationship. Uh, you know, as, as you know, about 10 months ago, Dedeker started traveling
0: uh,
1: and has been doing that for 10 months now. Um, where, you know, not only is it long distance, but it's also across the world. It's not just like a five hour drive. It's not, you know, it's a little more involved to be able to see each other. Yeah. (laughs) And that's something that, especially when that first, started. And I've been thinking about this because I I met a friend recently in Japan who just moved away from Japan after being there for a while and is now doing a long distance relationship with her partner from there and that and has been, you know, we've been talking about how hard that is. And it what's interesting for me is that it reminded me, well, you know, just of how hard that is for one. But it also did help me to see how, how that has gotten better for me. Yeah. That I remember, I mean, Emily remembers this very well. Oh, for sure. When Dedeker was first leaving, I was a mess. Like, it was yeah. awful. I was yeah. incredibly sad about it. And that over time now, it's not, it's not so upsetting. Like, I'm still sad to not be around her. Of course. But it's not something that's, like, dominating my thoughts. Yeah. In terms thoughts of being of my- upset or, or being sad about that. Of course. And it's something that, you know, in talking with my friend have been trying to say, Hey, you know, if you stick with it, like it does get a little bit easier. I promise it doesn't seem like it right now, but you do kind of get used to change. Uh, and that's sort of a theme of some of the things that we're going to be talking about today is this idea that we all adapt all the time Mm -hmm. that we're always changing. Um, and that, the One of the tricks that we'll get into more later with change is accepting that change is part of life and not trying to hold on to the past or wanting things to go back to the way that they were or thinking they always have to stay the same. Um, But I found that the more I was able to accept the fact that our relationship is long distance and getting to appreciate the things that come with that, um, the, the excitement of getting to see each other you know, even though it's more rare, the yeah. fact that it's, like, we'll get to see each other for a longer amount of time or a more intense amount of time or something. Well, plus you
0: get to, like, go to different countries when you see sure. her, yeah that's super awesome. Yeah, when
1: I go to see her, like, I get to go to another country like yeah. Japan. Um, and, but then, you know, and also I get to hear about her adventures in other countries mm-hmm. and, you know, that there's just sort of focusing on what is yeah. rather than what I might wish it was or what I thought it was going to be or something yeah. like that. yeah. Um, so, uh, Emily, why don't you take the next one here sure. kind of in a similar vein of, of a relationship change?
0: Yeah. I mean, um, it changes in existing relationships will sometimes happen. Like in the example of Jason and I, when we decided to become polyamorous, the mm-hmm. change from mono- monogamous to polyamorous, right. uh, gosh, that was a really big change. One that we had to think a lot about and, you know, do a lot of like, Self realization and self work and stuff mm-hmm. um, in moving through that, uh, and then you know in the same way like a monopoly relationship to a poly poly relationship like we yeah, have friends right where one
1: partner was polyamorous and, and the others, one was
0: monogamous and right. then yeah they the monogamous partner decides like hey I'm I want to try this out like I actually do think that there's some value to it and I've seen you do it for a while and I want to explore that. Um, Even for the polyamorous partner, if they've had a lot of time to be polyamorous and, like, can conceptually accept that, even, like, that change can sometimes be very jarring and uh, very difficult, potentially, like, and a lot of feelings can come up from Mm -hmm. that, even ones of jealousy or, you know, not rational thoughts or whatever— um, just because it is a it is a you know change in the relationship that you once had, right? That even yeah. if
1: even if you're poly and have been poly a long time, mm-hmm. when your monogamous partner switches to being poly, that can be hard, and and you'll be like, you know, and we've seen this with multiple friends of ours yeah, in that situation. It's like, gosh, like that's why is this so hard? Like, yeah, this is, it's like
0: this doesn't make sense. This is something like, I'm rationally.
1: familiar with, and it's because it's a change. Yeah, it's because of that you know change is difficult like we want to think that we always know what to expect and so when we enter these times where things are changing and we don't feel as much like we know what to expect from the future that does get uh, it's scarier it's a lot yeah, harder yeah
0: and i think you can um you can like have a a sense of like preciousness to relationships sometimes you're like well i kn- this is a known quantity i like know what this is going to be it I, mm-hmm. it matters to me very much and like I understand the box that I put it in, and then when Hmm. that box is kind of taken away, which often, you know, so often happens in polyamory in general, then that can be like a really jarring experience. Yeah, yeah, regardless of whether or not you're polyamorous with other people and they have partners, Mm -hmm. if you're with a monogamous person and. They haven't never done that before. It it can definitely be scary, right? And, yeah. and so again,
1: in talking about the kind of accepting the change, like mm-hmm. we were saying, when we first transitioned from being monogamous to polyamorous, it was it was very difficult. Yeah, uh, and you know you don't always know how it's going to be difficult in advance. It's like things, things right. will come up, or or you just sort of feel the sense of discomfort because yeah. of the change. Um, but then that it does also get better with time
0: yeah and the positive changes that come and you're it, those surprise you as well sure when you're yeah, like wait a minute yeah. shit like this thing <laughs> now actually turns me on or like i'm really excited by the prospect of my partner dating someone else and like mm-hmm. i'm really happy for them and that i get to see them be excited about someone like that brings me joy and that change can also be it can be really positive but also like Surprising,
1: Right. Yeah. 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 And so that's another one, just mm-hmm. like in, in talking to my friend about transitioning into a long distance relationship yeah. where I, I kind of have to be like, I know you might not, leave it right now and this might not be the most comforting thing right now but it does get better mm-hmm. like it does mm-hmm. get less painful you you get used to it and you also learn to find the good things in it yeah the same thing in when people transition from monogamy to polyamory one of the kind of jokes in the poly community is that you spend more time talking about being poly than actually being poly yeah
0: that's a really good point uh
1: and i definitely think that for most people, ourselves included, that was true.
0: Yeah, at least in the beginning. For the first year, while. Two or years, six months or yeah, a, year, yeah, a year. No, two, not two years. Not two right. years, but yeah, at least six months to a year, you're right. Yeah. Well, but it does
1: start to. Yeah. Like, as you have all those conversations, which are incredibly important to do, you start to need them less and you start to get more yeah. used to this. Yeah. And that conversation is kind of a way of. Coping with that change for in sure. a way of of, of like. Like are of we all on the same page footing. here? Yeah, yeah. Like
0: I know. And I mean communication, like we'll talk about this more obviously. The thing that we talk about across the board and all of our podcasts is communication, communication, communication. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, especially when these changes are happening. Like for me, if I have a change in my life with my partner or partners than mm-hmm. to be on the same page and to kind of like figure out where they're at is incredibly important to me, at least. Yeah. Um, and,
1: well, and I think another big part of this, and um, is the idea of, of communicating about things and talking about things, getting support mm-hmm. not only from your partner but also from other people yeah. because understanding that other people either have gone through or are going through the same things that you are. Mm-hmm is really helpful yeah because one of the things in change is you feel like everything's falling out from under you sure and that you're alone yeah. yeah and even if you know like when we were transitioning from monogamy to polyamory, our experiences were not the same no and so we would talk to each other a lot. But it wasn't until later when we had a little more of a community and more, like, other people that we could talk to about it that I think we both had sort of a stronger foundation. Sure,
0: yeah. Um, That community is really important. Yeah,
1: exactly. Just understanding that you're not alone. Yeah. That other people feel the same things that you do or have dealt with those. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um the next one, one that I can't specifically speak about as well and I don't know if you can either just but monogamous to swinging. Um you know we've we've had Cooper S. Beckett on the show and mm-hmm. various people um, who well, yeah, are swingers, I, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would recommend, you know, for that one um checking out uh, his book My Life on the Swing Set, which is, you know, a book put together from a bunch of his blog posts yeah. over the course of many years from from he and his wife first and a trying swinging to ending up being more polyamorous, yeah, and the sort of the whole spectrum there, but yeah, a lot of the same stuff of like needing a lot of conversation, like understanding there's going to be surprises, yes, uh, finding a community of people to not only not only to help you uh, you know understand that you're not alone but also to help you out with some tips and things that maybe you could learn your on your own, sure. But will be less painful if you learn them from someone else. <laughs>
0: Meaning, like, if you go to a swingers' party and just to have like a guideline? Yeah, or what to, is it? Yeah, Where I guess like exactly. to, yeah. to kind of
1: get advice from people who've done it before. Sure. Instead sure. of just feeling like you've Jumping got it all in figured and out. And I like, mean, the same eh. with polyamory like yeah. listening to a podcast before you do it, or like this one. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> reading books, and, and uh, you know, there's only so much you can learn. Not You know, you've got to actually do something to really learn about it. But, yeah. I, but um, one of my favorite sort of wise sayings or whatever is that, uh, you know, everyone talks about the importance of learning from your mistakes. Mm. And the saying that I like goes, yes, but any fool can learn from his mistakes. But a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Hmm. So that kind of, that's why we try on this show to share with you some things that we're like, yeah, we wish we'd known this. Because yeah. It would have saved <laughs> you us wise some, men and women out trouble. there. Yes.
0: Yeah. Can learn from Let our you mistakes. You be wiser than us. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll make all the mistakes over here and then you can do all the learning.
1: Uh, no, I'm sure we'll leave plenty for you to make for yourself. And <laughs> that's
0: true. <laughs> uh, um, but
1: yeah, anyway, so with, with swinging, same thing. It's, yeah. It's kind of, uh, you know, reading about that, understanding what some of the mistakes are. Yeah. Um, Do I, you your know, I, I really like the book for polyamory. E. I really like the book, the game changer mm-hmm. by Franklin Vaux, because yeah. it talks about a lot of mistakes and a lot of difficulties in the form of a memoir, yeah. kind of like Cooper S. Beckett's my life on the swing set. Is yeah. It's not like an instruction book. It's more, Hey, here's what happened with me and the things that I learned from it. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me even, is where both those books were really helpful and informative.
0: Yeah. I mean, Cooper, well, um, let's see Cooper's novel that he did most recently mm. I learned mm-hmm. a lot from that because it was cool and I it was yeah. it was a different a lifeless a lifeless monogamous a lifeless monogamous yeah, yeah it was um, it's something that I like a relationship structure that I wasn't currently in or that mm-hmm. I didn't really know a lot about. And even though it was in a novel form, I was right. like, wow, this is incredibly story, informative. Yeah. Based
1: on his personal experiences. Exactly. Yeah. And that yeah. was
0: super, super cool.
1: Definitely. Um, uh, and then the last
0: one that we yeah. want to
1: cover here is um, the loss of a major relationship for you or a partner. Mm-hmm. So this, you know, we all understand that dealing with breakups can be hard. Um, but in polyamory, there's an added level of difficulty where if you have a major breakup, you're still with your other partners. That yeah. you, you don't quite have that same, I don't know if you'd call it a luxury, of getting to kind of retreat into yourself and just sort of throw a pity party for a while. Um, or maybe it's good that it kind of forces us not to go there and yeah. to try to stay present with our other partners.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but it also, you know, if, if you have a partner who gets out of a serious relationship, there's going to be a lot of changes. Yeah. One of those might be that they suddenly have a bunch more free time mm-hmm. that they want you to help fill. Same. If you have the breakup, you might yeah. want your partners to spend a bunch more time with you and sure. they might already be busy or, you yeah. know, you might be like, I can't see you this much or I, okay, I want to support you. And then you end up stressing yourself out. Yeah. Like that's something to really be aware of. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and then also that it could make someone a lot more, Sensitive or a lot more afraid of certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely found that that's something that's happened in my relationships when uh, partners or myself have had major relationships and. That that will be more sensitive to certain things that had to do with that old relationship. Sure. That weren't a problem before in ours, but then kind of become this yeah. issue because you have this fear around. Yeah, it you're taking there's,
0: emotional baggage from the old relationships it, and putting exactly. it into the new one. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? to get you not just the fifty percent discount, but also the one hundred percent free shipping. Code M U L T I.
1: All right. So something that we were kind of um, dancing around earlier. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get to it now. Mm-hmm. Is that e- even a change in a relationship that's not necessarily a loss? So, like like my example of a relationship changing to become long distance. Yeah. That.
0: You're not losing. You're not relationship. losing that relationship. Yeah. It's
1: just changing. Mm-hmm. But this is still. There's still a sense of loss, yeah. and there's still a sense of grieving mm-hmm. and mourning that goes along with that. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that's really important is to allow yourself to grieve. Yeah, um, is to understand that, like, that it's okay to be sad about a change, even if you know your logical mind is like. Nothing bad is happening. Like yeah. you can't be upset about this. Like to accept, like change is an emotional thing. Yeah, you and know.
0: not all emotions are rational. Right. Yeah. Yes,
1: that's also a recurring theme Indeed. of all of, <laughs> of, all of this. us for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, in addition. If something's happening where your partner, for example, is having a lot of new relationship energy, mm, and mm-hmm. you feel as though you know this is a big change, you feel as though they are not spending enough time with you, or that it's the quality of time that they're spending with you is not as good as it once was. Mm-hmm. Um, I urge you to give your partners the benefit of the doubt. Uh, a change may be affecting them as well, and then yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they you you need to be understanding of their feelings, understanding that. You know, they may be really excited about something. Again, like that may not always be there. You can gently nudge them in the direction of like, "Hey, I want more quality time with us," mm-hmm. or "I want to be able to, you know, feel." Um, I don't know, just just like we're spending good amounts of time together or whatever.
1: Right, like we talk a lot about the idea of quality over yeah, quantity for sure that you might think like well they're spending less time with me if they're dating other people yeah. um
0: or like are they gonna you know that, fear that they're gonna love you less or something because right. all this new relationship energy is coming up
1: but you know focusing on the time that you do spend together having yeah. it be really quality
0: time exactly
1: and not just more time
0: yeah like, i mean it's, love is not a quantitative thing
1: for <laughs> sure yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. Uh, that's something I've definitely found is is helpful with that. But also, mm-hmm. like you're saying, give your partner the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And this is true too for say that the two of you move somewhere. Sure, you might feel like this move is really difficult for you, and it barely affects your partner at all. Yeah, um, it probably is affecting them more than you think it is. Yeah, uh, and also maybe more than they even think it is if, mm-hmm. if they feel very strong about it. Uh, you know, this is something that. Uh, you know, with, with saying goodbye to Dedeker just recently when I was yeah. coming back from spending a month with her in Japan, um, you know, it was really hard and it felt like I was really upset about it and it didn't affect her as much. Mm. Um, and in talking about it more, I started to really understand how much it did affect her. Yeah, uh, And we just have different ways of showing it. For and So sure. that idea of giving your partner the benefit of the doubt that... Yeah. that um, You know, they're, they're also going through stuff too, Yeah, that you're not alone. I guess I'll go back to that theme. Uh, and then also that we always aren't aware of the way that that change is affecting us. Yeah. Like I said, you know, that, that, you know, maybe I'll be more, you know, change could be happening in my life, like a new job or a loss of a job. And I might change in the way that I behave with my partners and not even know it. Yeah. Right. Or with my friends or, or whoever. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Um this is something that comes up jealousy, which we've talked about a lot mm-hmm. uh in different ways, but yeah, I mean, especially if you're you're going from a mono to a poly relationship, um jealousy can come up um and and that you know jealousy you can accept your own jealousy and your own feelings. Mm -hmm. And again, that they're not always going to be rational. Um, But in addition, don't necessarily blame your partner for your emotions. Like jealousy is not rational. Jealousy isn't going to be their fault for your feelings of jealousy. Mm -hmm. But instead, like, you know, try to figure out like, am I feeling, I don't know, inadequate in some way? Again, am I feeling like my time is going to be, Taken away with this partner because they're all of a sudden spending time with more people. Like, what is it that I'm afraid of? And try to address those things. Right. Yeah. It's
1: something that that we've talked about that we talked about on our uh, five ways to suck less at communication episode mm-hmm. um, about nonviolent communication. Yes. Very uh,
0: important. Yes. Well, one, so, one of the, one of the things
1: do. One of the things in there is sort of separating out. What's happening from the effects of it? Yeah, uh, and so like something that's that's really common, like both in positive and negative, is this expression of "you make me happy," or "you make me feel good," or "you make me jealous," or yeah. "you make me feel insecure." And it's if you listen to the language, it's you are making me feel Do something. This. Yeah, regardless
0: and, of whether it's negative or positive. Right,
1: and and the truth of it is that. Something might be happening or someone may be doing something, but your feelings are your own. Yes. They're coming from yourself. That's not to say that, you know, we're Vulcans who have control over all of our emotions or, you know, should strive to not feel them or something. That's not what I'm saying. No. But just to understand that they're coming from within, they're coming from the combination of your past experiences and your beliefs and, you know, all of this, and that it's not someone else. Or some event making you feel that, but that you are just feeling it. Yeah. So in nonviolent communication, the idea is to say I am you know, feeling you you know, this is the situation that happened yeah. and this is how I feel. It's yeah. kind of an and statement sure. rather than a because of
0: yeah. statement. And you're kind right? of like placing the feeling away from your partner. You're not like pushing the situation on them and saying like right. You're not You made it their me fault. do this, <laughs> you are this, you yeah. are that. Yeah. Rather like right. this situation has made mm-hmm. me feel this way. And my feelings mm-hmm. and my reaction to them are my own entirely.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that isn't to say that it's not you know, that the solution might not be connected to sure. something that they're doing or something that they're going to do or, you know, something they can do to help, but there's something really important about Separating out those things So yeah. kind of taking ownership of your own jealousy and your own feelings, not saying like, well, because they're my own feelings, you don't have to do anything to help me, Sure, but, but, but you know, taking responsibility for them yeah, and also taking responsibility for trying to make them better and trying yeah. to improve them and not just saying like, well, my partner needs to figure that out.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're not always going to be right. Like... Right yeah sure. you can have yeah. feelings and they're not necessarily going I mean your feelings are your own and like <laughs> they're valid, but yeah, you can also like sort of piece apart like the reasoning behind them and then sort of move forward from them, and mm-hmm. that's not going to necessarily be your partner's problem or their fault.
1: yeah, something that that I want to share that Dedeker and I talked mm. about that that she was reading in an article recently. Um, I, I don't remember what the article was, but uh, if she remembers, I'll see if we can put it in the notes for this. Lovely. Uh, but it was talking about um, sulking, like in mm-hmm. relationship when you're not getting what you want and you sulk and you pout about it, huh. um, because of whatever it is, your partner's not spending enough time with you, or they're not having enough sex with you, or they're you know not whatever. And basically, this uh, this author was saying that they believe that this comes from our first experience of love in our lives hmm. which is from our parents when we're babies. Yeah. And as a baby you're unhappy about something or you're uncomfortable and so you whine or you cry and your parents because they're your parents just start trying things. Yeah. And they basically early in life they know what you need better than you do. Huh. And so they're constantly just guessing and trying to figure out what it is that you want and just kind of always doing all of the solving for you because you don't have the capability to ask for what you need. or maybe you don't even understand yet that like, oh, I'm upset because I'm hungry. Maybe you don't even understand that yet as a baby.
0: yeah.
1: And so that we carry that forward into our lives and that if we don't feel like we're getting what we want from our partners, there's this part of us that wants to be loved in that way that we were as babies where our partners try to find the solution for us Mm. That they would just sort of endlessly dote on us and try different things and try to figure out what's going to make us feel better.
0: That's really interesting. Uh,
1: And that it's an important thing to be aware of both in terms of yourself, that, you know, the importance of realizing that they're not your parents. That love is different as an adult and that you need to be clear about what it is that you want
0: Um, Yeah, and take responsibility for it. And take responsibility for it, and
1: also don't feel like there's something wrong with them because they're not figuring out how to solve your problems. Yes. Uh, And then on the other side of it, too, is using this knowledge as a way to be a little more forgiving of Mm -hmm. your partner when they are sulking like that, and understanding that it is that childlike part of themselves. It's not this adult manipulative no. thing but necessarily like, but it's I, a I deep, want love it's a deep thing that they want love they want to be taken care of yeah and Don't they kind we of all? be forgiving of that yeah, yeah. I am human and I need to be loved. What the fuck is that song? Just like everybody else does. Oh, oh, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Told you it was going to be a
0: musical episode. Yeah, apparently it is, for sure. (laughs) That was beautiful singing, Jess. Thank you. Um, Yeah, the last thing I just wanted to uh, say this is a little quote from Franklin Vaux in his book, The Game Changer. Uh, And I really love this Quote he says that um, like I said It takes courage letting go of the idea That the way things are now is the way They should always be is gutsy But then life rewards courage And I mean Mm -hmm. heck yes because (laughs) You know polyamory like I was scared to death of it for a a while, like a good six months. Mm -hmm. But I think it has been uh, one of the more profound things in my life. And it did take a lot of courage from myself. And it took a lot of courage from Jace, you know, knowing that, like, this was going to be very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. But we sort of persevered and, like, continued to move on and, and keep going with it. And I think especially for him, too, I mean, this is like very much you are unapologetically poly like you (laughs) like to say and and it has changed our life i think for the better um in a very profound and huge way so Mm -hmm. that's that's a really that's a really good thing and change can really be for the better yeah and i I hope
1: that for those of you out there that whether or not you are poly yourselves Mm that that it, it that it as a thing that exists and that we talk about on this show can be something that improves your life as well. Yes. Um, And, uh, and if it is uh, to to wrap this up here, uh, something that would help our show a ton uh, is to write us a review, go on iTunes or on Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. And if we have helped you write us a review about that, Mm -hmm. it helps us show up higher in search results. It helps new people find the show. Uh, and it also makes us feel amazing, and uh, and it's what motivates us to keep doing this. Yeah. Um, also, if you guys want to support us on Patreon, that's also hugely helpful. Uh, both of those things are honestly like the the two biggest things that you could possibly do to help us keep doing this show. Yes, really, we love it so much. Uh, yes, we please yeah. send us your questions and your thoughts to info at multiamory You can also tweet at us at multiamory or find us on Facebook, multiamory. And we love hearing from you guys. And uh, sometimes it might take us a few weeks to get back to you, but we respond to every email that we get personally. Uh, So thank you guys so much for writing in. And uh, we love you. And we'll see you next week.
0: Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape.